there, and welcome to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Jared. And I am not his brother, Carlos. Uh, today we're taking over the show. Uh, Carl was kind enough to give us the keys to the castle, and it's an icy castle. We're shivering here, and... Uh, this is ice and snow once again. Ice so and snow, is... we're back again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Carl, uh, for giving us the the keys. As as Carlos said, uh, we promise not to throw any wild house parties, but it will get a little uh, upbeat in here today. Uh, we got a really <laughs> fun playlist for you guys. Yeah, very excited about this. Thank you again to uh, Carl and Will uh, for throwing this line over to us, and I, I feel like it's a like, kind of heavy responsibility on our shoulders we're doing one of these episodes and we're doing it in the classical style we have a theme here and we're going to dance around picks that uh jared and i both picked and this is a perfect time of year for this it's pretty cold and actually the day of recording i got dumped with a bunch of snow (laughs) so that's that's fun and i i think you're pretty familiar with the winter as well aren't you yeah i guess i should probably introduce myself people are kind of familiar with you and uh your contributions to the marcado fam in the past (laughs) Uh, but uh this is my first time not only on the mic here but ever doing a podcast or anything like that before so oh man that's so exciting i know it's fun it's fun uh i've always thought it would be something i could do uh but here i am actually getting the opportunity so my name is jared uh i am currently living in nashville uh although i grew up in the midwest which is uh what carlos is referring to i've lived in michigan and minnesota and wisconsin um so snow is no stranger to me um I, uh, I've been listening to the show for, I don't know, probably about six years now, which is kind of crazy to say, and oh, awesome. uh, have been a, a pretty active member of the Discord, which is how I've gotten to know Carl and Will and Carlos and the rest of the Mercado fam. Uh, we're really stretching the limit of the term brothers today uh, with Super <laughs> Mercado Brothers. Uh, there are no Brother brothers on the show mother. today, but, but we yeah. uh, have a brotherhood, which is really enjoyable. So I'm oh, man, yeah, pleased... Uh, so happy to be here and happy to share some awesome VGM with you guys. Yeah, and this is just another example of the community that we have. Um, I mean, we all love this stuff, and it's really fun to kind of meet up and see what people are into. And actually, I mean, we've talked a little bit before we've recorded, but honestly, I'm really excited to find out what your history with video games and video game music is, and I- I'm happy to share mine. I'm always happy to share that, obviously. <laughs> I think <laughs> but, our uh, picks are really going to tell people our taste and our history with video games, because you look at my picks that I bring in, and it's all like... Uh, let's listen to this very rare find from a game called Mega Man X, uh, uh, and, then, and then you're <laughs> dropping like Bike Rider DX3, Time Crasher, uh, you know, Infinite or whatever. I don't even know. Uh, it's it's part of the fun of it all. There's so much to find out there, right? And I think everybody has their own like story that has to do with video games and video game music, and that's that's what's going on right now. Hey, should we talk about that play in a little bit that you brought us? Yeah, so that first pick was from me, and that was from Samurai Showdown, and that is a track called The Light of Snow, and it's a fighting game. I always got to represent the fighting games, and this- Does not sound was... like a fighting game track, though. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, I can get into this a bit. Um, 
Rimururu is the character and this is like a wintry theme and this character she uh Samurai Shodown is like a fighting game where it's like all these historical like samurai and ninja and stuff and uh she represents these um and indigenous people that I knew that are like actual historical indigenous people from the northern uh, islands of Japan. And uh, she has the ability to like form ice and that's part of her like move set in the game. And anytime she has uh, a stage, it's always represented with like a kind of a country side, but winter scene. And it's always beautiful. And actually... Um, all of her themes this is up uh, this is the newest version of samurai showdown which came out in like 2019 and the composer for that track was mayuko hino who actually is kind of a newer composer in the realm of snk the company that uh, developed and released samurai showdown so uh, she's been with the company only since from what i've seen since king of fighters 14 which is not much earlier than this maybe a couple years before this game but it, it's pretty cool and um Every time she's in a Samurai Shodown game, she gets these really like gentle, beautiful uh, melodies, like in this kind of wintry thing. The tropes that you kind of think of, like um, chimes. I think it's mostly the chimes that you hear in her tracks, but yeah. it's always like kind of a really beautiful focus on the melody. And I mean, I eat that stuff up for sure. Uh, it was gorgeous. Uh, I I noticed that this track has sleigh bells uh yeah. on like you know on mm -hmm. the beat four which is a kind of a cliche when it comes to ice and snow stuff you know this is not the first time that ice and snow has been featured on the podcast here Longtime listeners will know this has happened uh twice now this is the third iteration uh and there's been a lot of talk about like well what makes a song chilly what makes it icy or cold and one of the like most cliche things you could do is throw a couple <laughs> sleigh bells on beats two and four or whatever. Yeah. But I will say like th there are sleigh bells, but it's tasteful. Um, mm -hmm. It's not overdone. It's not cliche. It's actual percussion. It's not just there to be like, ho ho, it's Christmas. You know, uh, I really think the sleigh bells as cliche as they can be are used beautifully in this track to complement the melody and still give it that kind of icy chilly feel that's something i want to kind of talk about with all the tracks today is like what makes this icy what makes mm -hmm. this chilly why did this person or warm you know because that's something that composers can do they can evoke warmth in the light of the chilliness outside uh so i, I just want to bring that up um whenever we see something that that makes me think of the chill or the warmth of winter Oh, yeah. And the, the other funny thing about Samurai Shodan is that it's a fighting game, so it's very violent. And this is like samurai. So with that, it's like kind of the tropes of samurai films. So there's a lot of blood and stuff in the game. <laughs> so this is quite the opposite when it comes to the track compared to the game. I mean, yeah, when you think, or when I think video game music, I think Street Fighter 2 Yoko Shimomura, Guilestein mm -hmm. goes with everything. Dun, 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 you know, and like hard hitting. That like you said a Sam show piece, and I started playing it, and I was like, "Wait, am I playing the right one? Like, is this actually from a fighting game?" <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, hey, uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, if you're ready, we'll move on to uh, the first uh, kind of full pick of the day, which uh, was one that I brought in. This is from Ristar. Uh, or Rystar. Uh, there's been a lot of debate on how to say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I go with Ristar. Composer here is uh, Tomoko Sasaki, 
And I think we'll just let the track speak for itself a little bit and get into it. got done listening to Ring Rink from Ristar, composers Tomoko Sasaki, a, a, a sonic team composer, probably her most well-known uh, full OST was Nights for the Dreamcast. Oh, uh, but also amazing Christmas songs. Oh, also man. good stuff in there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, just a quick note on, on Tomoko Sasaki is that uh, her probably most famous thing she's done, though most people won't know it. She's the voice of the Chows in Sonic oh. Adventure 2. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up her credits and I saw voice. She did some voice work. Oh, interesting. Oh, man. She's iconic. That I didn't even so know. Fun. Yeah, I, what I did notice when I was looking her up was that she's a lyricist in a lot of ways for uh, a lot of, like, Nights into Dreams, Burning Rangers, Space Channel number 5. She's all listed uh, as a lyricist in, in all of those games. And those are, I mean, from Sega's side, some of their most iconic songs from that era. So that's pretty cool. But damn. And, and I think I mean, her... her dang. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Her, her <laughs> lyricism, uh, if, if, you know, with her lyrical background, you can see that... It, I, yes. I'd like to know if she has words for the song we just listened to, because like, mm-hmm. it's so melodic and singable. It's just a singable melody. I could easily see it having words. Um, it's a groovy song, man. Just a yeah. groove. Absolutely. More groovy than I think most winter VGM gets. And I think this sits right with a lot of the, the best sonic music on the Sega Genesis. The... Um, that I was mentioning while we were listening that the second voice that comes in and kind of like escalates and just like pulls you up into the sky. It's just like beautiful. And um, there was an interesting thing when the song starts and we were talking about what kind of reminds you of winter here. And um, it does that. Din, 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 yeah. Din. The church bells, right? And it's and, like and, the church it, bells. Right. And I, I was like, at first I was like, what Christmas song is that kind of calling to But it's actually, yeah, lo- no, it's like, it's called the Westminster Chime, and it's like something you would hear actually in a lot of like anime too, because that's what they would use in like the schools. So like when there's like the school bells to get like school started, you'd hear that same chime. And I think uh, the other thing I noticed is on the YouTube uh, 
one of the YouTube links for that this song, there's all these people talking about how nostalgic it is and how nostalgic this song bring you know, takes them. And I think that the link for me was like nostalgia and like holidays. So yep. like it's like the same kind of feeling that you get from both. So I think that um, that's why my brain went to Christmas time right away because Absolutely. it's like the and same feeling. Those church bells. I mean, so for me personally growing up and for a lot of people, um, going to church is such a huge part of the Christmas season. Uh, and the church bells, I think at the beginning and they, they come in a couple of different times too, throughout the song. It's not just at the beginning, uh, but the bum, 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 bum. It's just, mm-hmm. you, you think if you're not thinking of a grandfather clock, you're thinking of a church. And I think that puts a lot of people in the holiday times automatically. Uh, I feel nostalgic listening to this song and I only just played Ristar for the first time last year. Um, oh, nice. So it's kind of one of those like things that makes you always feel nostalgic, even though you don't really have nostalgia for it. Uh, you know, a song is good when it does that. Yes. Um, just a couple more things about what makes a song like icy or, or chilly. Uh, th- there's this, this kind of like arpeggio that has a ton of reverb uh, that kind of comes in on the loop part where it's like, and I can't mimic it really because it's so digital, but it sounds like a shiver. It just feels like I'm going, you know, Uh, I love it. So that, that makes me think of that. Um, Also just the reverb in this song, lots of space, lots of open space that I feel is wintry. Um, Oh, just a, such a good song. And the loop, you don't even realize the song is is turning around. You don't even realize it's starting over. Uh, masterful, masterful yeah. song here. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, we did discuss maybe picking a track of the week, but I mean, right, right at the beginning of the episode, this is such a good track. I could see it fighting for that. We, we do have a track of the week coming up uh, that you picked, and I agreed <laughs> to it because it's awesome. Uh, but yeah. I think if I had a personal one that I picked to be track of the week, this would have been, this will be runner up. Congratulations. Yeah. Ring rink. You are your runner up track of the week this week. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So let's uh, move on to uh, my next track. And this is from a game called Tobe Polystars. And the track is called over the frozen sea. And it's composed by Sitar Seno. Okay, uh, yeah, you are listening to Over the Frozen Sea from Tobe Polystars, 
and this was composed by Sitar Seno, also known as Kazuhiro Seno. So this was a arcade-only Konami shooter that was uh, developed on a. So there was a 3DO. You remember the 3DO? Boy, do I. <laughs> okay, so there was a sequel, like like a successor console called the M2 that was canceled. So it was originally gonna come out, but it never ended up coming out. But Konami was kind of in an agreement with them to develop like a handful of games, and this was one of them. So uh, the console never came out. So this ended up just being on the arcade only, and it's a it's a 3D game. It's got like a low poly aesthetics to it, but um, what what I would say is it's like mostly similar to like a Twin B. It's a, a vertical shooter, oh, okay. but the the camera's kind of tilted down, and um, it's cute, you know. So it's not like uh, out in space or anything. It's a and, it's a cute em up. It's a cute em up. Yes, yes. One of my favorite terms, and. Um, you have the similar thing to Twin B, where it's like you have a straight shot, but you also have a bomb that drop reaches shot, down yeah. to the to ground, and you have to navigate between uh, bullets and uh, use both of those weapons. So it's it's really cute, and yeah, I, I've never played it myself because I think uh, even emulation for it isn't the greatest. But I've definitely enjoyed the soundtrack for many years. I, I can I, only imagine how much a sequel system to the 3DO would cost. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, you definitely know that. Take out a second mortgage to buy a 3DO. Right. Right. Back then. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But uh, I really love the track, and uh, similar to these other tracks, there there are some little things that you can extract from it that kind of give you a uh, wintry feeling. I think it's more like the the shimmering like arpeggios in the background. Um, but it's mostly high energy shooter track, and it's really kind of in my. Um, comfort zone when it comes to Konami so I was really excited to bring it to this episode. Yeah this track reminded me of something so specific not having any context about this game not really looking at anything about the game before listening to it. Uh, my initial reaction is this is the song that would play if Wave Race 64 had a snow level. Oh perfect <laughs> wow. like, obviously can you, that... can you yeah can you imagine what that would play like <laughs> right that doesn't make any sense because like sliding around on the iceberg <laughs> right <laughs> but I was like <laughs> this is that like super cheese ball city pop kind of vibe the chord progression is is just so peppy and mm-hmm. upbeat um and, and none of this I'm saying is derogatory like it, it maybe sounds like derogatory things I'm saying but it's not it's really not um it's just like it puts a smile on your face uh puts some warmth in your heart for the chilly season um just unabashedly corny uh mm-hmm. yeah wave race 64 in the snow that's although I thought about that more and I was like is wave race 64 in the snow isn't that just 1080 snowboarding uh, <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> I almost put work your body on the playlist but I, I, I decided against it uh, that's great no I re- do, super I, fun track super fun track and i i also love the wave race 64 soundtrack so i i would never take that as an insult <laughs> but yeah, yeah so the, the the lack of fear of being corny and, and just throwing it out there it, i love it yeah i definitely feel like 
this track leads well into your next track. So why don't you go ahead and introduce that, and we'll enjoy it together. Yeah, it leads well um, in terms of something completely different. Uh, <laughs> next up, <laughs> we've got uh, a cool reception from Shovel Knight. Composer, of course, is Vert, Jake Kaufman. And as always, we have our Supermercado Bros headphone warning. It is a Jake Kaufman track. It is leveled all the way up. Get ready. Here we go. Cool reception. listening to a cool reception that is the theme for the stranded ship level the polar night stage in shovel night composed of course by jake kaufman and man i've been listening to jake kaufman for so long um oc remix days as vert his remix of flight of the zinger on the donkey kong country 2 serious monkey business i i oh nice i go way back with jake uh, he doesn't <laughs> know it but we do yeah um, nice <laughs> just love it this soundtrack is so good and it's it, honestly this is one of the weaker tracks on the Shovel Knight soundtrack, which is astonishing considering it's, how good this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's super dense and it's like one of these things where there's so much stuff going on in each channel that you could really tune your ear to each one. The 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 thing that I always think is like Jake just always wants to like go off and I almost feel like there should be like a person like standing behind him like just ready to slap his hand like hey, relax, like don't just relax. Do, and he, this is this is a pretty I, I contained Jake Kaufman track, but it's this still is kind of for Jake, which is yeah, saying something. Still kind of going crazy. Do you, do you ever watch college football, Carlos? Not really, but okay, I know so, of it. Yeah, there's there's a, a special position on the sidelines called the the get back coach. <laughs> it's just an assistant coach whose only job it is is to pull the head coach off of the field so he doesn't get a penalty. And oh, I, I feel like Jake. Does he or does he not need a get back coach? Because like, you know, I don't. It's probably a good I, I thing would, he doesn't have one, right? Yes, that's true. But I, I would say maybe 
every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from Love. I also have loved Jake Hoffman for so long, and I, I'm always excited to hear whether I'm interested in the game or not. Yeah. I am interested to hear what he's going to do with it. And I actually feel like he's been in the Shovel Knight box for so long playing in that sound and that kind of soundscape that I'm really excited to see whatever this new, you know, game that's coming out that's kind of modeled after like a Link's Awakening yeah, or something. Uh, yes, that's what it's called. I, I'm re- I'm excited to hear him hopefully break away from that same sound but still that same polish. And the the thing that I said before about um the transition between that Konami track and this track, it was half a joke, but honestly, I do feel like it was a good uh pick to follow up because uh Vert to me like adores and studied all that Konami music that oh, yeah. I also love and uh he's just kind of he's like dragon forcing it up <laughs> yeah. you know it's like the <laughs> way way like super version of all of that stuff that he loved back then and I think he always hits the nail on the head and yeah yeah I kind of joked around a bit at the transition too but it, it is a good reminder of the different ways that composers can get winter um you know that that tobe polystars track is, is a very upbeat light and fluffy winter you know, kind of a snowy breezy winter uh, this is a it's i mean come on it's the title of the track it's a cool reception it is freezing it is cold it is an abandoned ship in the arctic um polar night is uh you know so the the game is shovel night right you play as a knight with a shovel polar night has a snow shovel and actually um i noticed in the track I didn't notice it until I was really listening for this episode. On beats like two and four, there's like a there's like a snow shoveling sound. It's a percussive, oh. you know, noise channel thing. But it's like bump, ch, bump, ch, bump, ch, okay. and it just feels like shoveling snow in that <laughs> percussion, which makes so much sense with the character. Um, but yeah, much harsher, specific uh, evocation of winter. But man just just so fun to listen to even if it is harsh yep okay yeah well let's let's hit it we'll go on to the next track um actually hold on what's going on it's weird i thought i thought i put my phone on airplane mode but i hear it going off okay that's weird okay well i can't get that right now but it's actually carl is that is that your carl specific ringtone do you have in his that's my my everyone specific ringtone. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, I guess what we'll do is we'll get into this track and uh, we'll see what this voicemail is, and uh, maybe you'll you guys will hear it too. So my next track is "Ice Cream in Winter" from the game Bike Rider DX3 Time Rider, and this is composed by Takahiro Eguchi.
Hey there, Carlos and Jared. Uh, this is Carl, I'm actually here with Will. We thought we'd butt in here and give a little update, as some of you might be curious to know how <laughs> Baby World is, is going. Uh, as we're recording this, it is about a week. Yeah, a week exactly. So our little one, Elliot, uh, I don't know if anyone on the podcast uh, knows the name, but yeah, Elliot Brueggemann is a week old today. This episode comes out actually on Christmas Day, so we're recording this a little early, but Man, I don't know about you, Will, but this past week, it feels like four weeks. <laughs> oh, man. I I can't even begin to imagine the kind of adventure that you guys have been through. But I like we've that been, word. Adventure, yeah, journey, Yeah, we've been living voyage. through it vicariously, kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, I've been keeping Will updated. You know, he's been so busy, obviously, with his job in L.A., um, but he's you know made the time to, to catch up, and we're going to hopefully get a chance to catch up more later today. Um, it's a busy time for everyone, you know, getting ready for a holiday break and stuff. It's kind of crazy for us, you know, having this baby. So he was born on the 11th. Uh, so for us, looking forward to Christmas, it's kind of just more of the same, just chilling, hanging around the house. Yeah, it's he's he's amazing. He's a really chill, special baby. It's definitely we had a period of, of a couple days that was really, really hard for both of us, like in different ways, like emotionally, physically. I think we've sure. come around that bend and now we're kind of settling into a rhythm where it, every day it feels a little more normal. Like, oh yeah, because like before I'd take the dogs out and make dinner and now I'm taking the dogs out, putting him down, making dinner, warming a bottle. So it's just like adding a couple things to our <laughs> routine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how much sheer joy and just light I felt, uh, especially the day after he was born because we found yeah. out about it in the in the evening um and the whole next day i was just glowing i just felt yeah. so happy i remember i was putting on that song the turtle song um happy together the i can't see yeah. me loving nobody that's what joe to was me, playing that song to is like a couple days later <laughs> really yeah, that perfect. to me that song is like the purest expression of joy and happiness and it's just mm -hmm. like i was feeling that the whole day I just, yeah it's been really special to see smiling. like how our little tyke has been, you know, giving joy to other people in ways that we weren't expecting. And just want to give a thanks to everyone um, in our Discord community for all the love, all of our friends uh, that might not be listening or maybe some that are. Uh, yeah, we're just so grateful to have wonderful friends and family. And we're still very tired, still trying to <laughs> get sleep, t you know, snuck in where we can. Um, yeah, I do. I'll, I do want to give it back to, to the guys for this takeover, but we thought it was fun to just quickly catch you guys up next episode. We'll talk more. I'm sure we'll have a, a you know, an official little shooting the breeze s segment about it. But, uh, yeah, everyone's doing great. Mama's doing great. Baby's doing great. And, uh, yeah, I think. How's Papa? How's Papa? Papa is up? good. He's better. Yeah, <laughs> Papa's I hanging know, in there. Yeah, because Papa's Papa would be freaking out <laughs> as a matter of course. So I'm wondering, getting how better many with of those that. genes. You've definitely inherited. getting better with that. Well, well, thanks, uh, Carlos and Jared, for doing this episode. Thanks for letting us pop in. We'll go back to those guys here, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, thanks so much, everybody. All right, that is ice cream in winter from Takahiro Eguchi, from the game Bike Rider DX3 Time Rider, with a little bonus segment there from our, our Super Marcado brothers themselves. And it's really exciting to hear all this fun news. 
And uh, yeah, can't wait to hear more, guys. I, I look forward to hearing what the news is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the, the pre-record date has, has done us dirty on this one. We, we don't actually know what that was, but uh, boy, I look forward to finding out with the rest of you all. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> A little present for us to enjoy when this episode comes out. So, um, but yeah, about this this track, really nice, chill, another beautiful melody, and I mean, pretty obviously something you would think of the cold or winter here. And uh, this game, Bike Rider DX3, is really interesting to me because it's a super simple, you're a little stick man on a bike, and it's just a platformer where it's like an auto-scroll platformer. And um, there are like a ton of different stages. And as you go through each stage, they add little gimmicks like you can float or you can, you know, rocket. And um, it's a very simplistic. You'd almost picture it as a phone game or a flash game from years back. It kind of sounds like line, you know, even that name Time Rider. It sounds like Line Rider, uh, you know, right. Newgrounds, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for some reason, and I don't know why. It has this awesome soundtrack, and I love it because um, I'm a fan of Super Sweep, who's like the the record label that consists. I think Shinji Hosoya, the video game composer, he's the he's the guy that started the record label. And under that record label, there's all these great composers that I really love. Yeah. But um, because I follow that record label, I saw oh this is interesting. This this soundtrack came up. And once I started uh, listening to it, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> vibes off the charts uh, in this song. It's just so vibey and ambient, but but still got a really nice melody, that piano kind of descending arpeggio. Uh, this is something that I think makes uh, a lot of connections with winter music is, p- I guess, you know, piano, but just mallet percussion in general, I feel evokes winter and cold. Um, whether it's bells or chimes or even marimba sometimes mm. uh, in the right context. Uh, and then, of course, piano, that that kind of just, you know, that attack percussive note that rings out um, for some reason to me, just it screams winter. And I don't think it's just me because I hear composers do it all the time in ice level music. Uh, mm-hmm. So something else to, to look for with these tracks. Yeah. yeah. The other thing about it is if if you use Spotify, uh, all of the bike rider soundtracks are on Spotify. Nice. You can just listen to it, and nice. I would I, highly re- recommend it. <laughs> I could see how a track like that one would just kind of get you in this flow state. You know, because when you play like a platformer, and you know, it's I'm assuming there's some speed involved with this bike mm-hmm. riding game. Um, a track like that, I could just definitely see you just fading into the music, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just the the groove behind it. Um, you could definitely see yourself just losing yourself in a flow state of playing a game called Bike Rider DX3 Time Rider Infinite featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series or whatever. The, <laughs> all that. Uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> cool track. Awesome. Really cool track. I'm glad you liked it. I, I love sharing tracks from, from this game. Dude, I love and, everything uh, that you brought to the table today. Um, you, you joked that uh, when, when Carl put our tracks in order it sounds like a concept album uh and i listened to it front to back earlier today and man this is a good playlist and just uh, you know if i do say so myself i guess i had a hand in it but hey man i totally agree and yeah so yeah the, the, it was funny uh i'm listening to it and i'm like 
oh, okay, so there's some high energy at the beginning, then there's like a little break, and then as we get towards the end of this playlist, it starts to get more, you'll see, it gets more adventurous, I guess, what I would say. And um, I think after this little respite we had here, uh, our next track will like <laughs> yeah. really, really start <laughs> Tell to me put about us it. <laughs> in that trajectory. So um, the next track is also a pick from me. Uh, this is Level 3 Downhill Ski. This is from the incredible Crash Dummies on the Game Boy and is composed by the legends Tim and Jeff Fallen. Enjoy. listening to level three downhill ski uh, by tim and jeff fallen for the incredible crash dummies on the game boy nice short loop manic energy um here we are so um how did they get the game boy to produce this sound i don't get it they do this with every system they're on yeah Uh, i mean unfortunately for us i guess but maybe not because of how this song sounds this isn't like a five-minute, uh, you know, solo fest. But um, <laughs> I could talk about the the game a little bit. And, I'm curious. Um, I've never heard of this yeah. game before. This actually, the reason that I brought this tonight is because of my wife. So I was talking to her about what we're doing here, and she's like, "Oh, you should, you should play this track." And this is actually a game that she had on the Game Boy when she was a kid. And um, nice. This is the Incredible Crash Dummies. So if you're not familiar, in the 90s there were these mascots that promoted safety in commercials. You know in the like, 90s there was like mascots for everything. I feel like that's fallen off over the years. But um, these Just guys... Just go watch some Simpsons episodes from, and, and you'll get the... You know, yeah. They, they make fun of it a lot. Oh yeah. Um, these guys were... You know when they show the car crash tests? They have those like human figures yeah, in yeah. the car. <laughs> So the Incredible Crash Dummies, they were two of those characters. And what they would do in the ads is they would promote safety, like buckle your safety belt. And the the gag was always that they would end up exploding or falling apart or getting smashed. So this is a licensed game? This is a licensed game. Obviously, we've got Tim and Jeff Fallen, infamously known for providing great music to bad games but honestly <laughs> giving just the most face melting music to games that absolutely do not deserve it. yeah honestly i feel like this is a licensed game but it honestly isn't that bad it controls as it should i do feel like if i die in that game it's my fault and not the game's fault 
and it's set up as like these mini games basically which honestly are kind of like send-ups to like old like single screen arcade games like donkey kong or dig dug stuff like that and this downhill skiing uh stage actually this one is a scrolling stage but basically what you're doing is you're just in a slalom so there's gates that you have to hit and there's stuff that you have to avoid and basically you just got to make it to down the mountain and um it's actually kind of fun there's also like a another stage is like a bomb factory where you have to blow up bombs before they explode there's nice. one where you're driving a car and you have to avoid stuff which actually thinking it being crash dummies the point should be to crash yeah you think that they would want to actually crash into this stuff it's kind of funny that they're, they're quitting their day it. job they're actually dodging the obstacles yep but the funny thing to me is that uh, my wife joanna she she grew up playing this she played a lot of game boy games so she, she played donkey kong country the or donkey kong land was donkey kong land yeah the yellow yeah. cartridge yep yep exactly so she played those games a lot and um her ears without her knowing it her ears are tuned to like david wise and the fallens so like i'll be listening to video game music and she'll tell me like oh that's that's the guys from that and i was like you are right that's <laughs> that's amazing and having your ears tuned to the fallens I, I i told you while we were listening um that i just hit, you sent this link in the chat and i hit play you know, a week or two ago and it gets like five or ten seconds in, and I'm like, oh, this is super Fallen-y. Like, I, this is really, uh, who is this doing this Fallen impression? Uh, and then I go scroll down, it's like, oh, it's actually the Fallen. Like, <laughs> I had never heard yeah. of this game. But it, it has that quality, um, the, the, obviously the fast pace. But then I, I said it before, how did they get the system to make these sounds? Uh, it just it just does not sound like a Game Boy song <laughs> at all. Uh, and it doesn't sound cold or chilly necessarily no um i don't <laughs> Actually, really know what to do with that in terms of the winter context i guess it has a lot of arpeggios which i've mentioned in uh in this episode sounding kind of wintry i guess um i but, get anxiety from it <laughs> <laughs> there you go winter gives anxiety and seasonal depression and this there we go this song will cure your seasonal depression uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're covering all the bases on this it is, episode it is always interesting to me um, how composers choose to do ice and snow on 8-bit systems um, mm. because you can't, you can't really do sleigh bells, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You can't really do piano. You have to approximate these sounds and try to come close. Um, or in the case of, of like this, or you know, even like Iceman, uh, Mega Man, etc., You just kind of do away with all the cliche and you say, this is what I think this level specifically needs ice and snow whatever throw it out the window um Mm -hmm. this is a downhill ski that's what i'm composing i the snow is just there uh as the background for the fallen face melt session you know yeah going going back to the first ice and snow episode i think they played iceman in that and i think they also played uh himalayas from ducktales so i i feel like maybe carl would uh, not want us to recommend them listening to such an old episode i think it's like double digits it's like, like 30 40. I, I went back 40. and listened to it yeah yeah um, will's but, voice is like higher 
<laughs> yeah, you you guys, you should go back and listen to that episode. It's not even on the podcast feed. You have to go on the website not? to get it. Oh, oh man, that's I know. perfect. We're talking ancient, that. like prehistory for Marcado Bros lore here. Only only the true Marcado fans will will listen to these episodes. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, all right. well, uh, all right, let's let's. I'm gonna hand it back to you. What you got for me? Yeah, this was my pick. Um, this next one is uh, one of the winter tracks from Stardew Valley, composed by Eric Barone, also known as Concerned Ape. This is ancient. are listening to winter ancient from stardew valley composed by concerned ape eric barone um just a a gorgeous song here and and a a game that has been a little bit underrepresented on the on the pod in my opinion uh there were there i looked did a little google search um it was featured in the auteur episode 351 and uh joe also uh the new mom uh, presumably uh <laughs> on the favorites with friends with joe she she picked a stardew valley song um what do you think of like autourism in video games the, 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 the one guy that does every single he programs the game he writes the story he does the dialogue he does the sprite work he makes the music um i think you know start or uh, undertale is the thing that's like oh yeah toby fox does right um and while eric barone didn't like maybe hit the huge cultural zeitgeist of undertale with stardew valley i think the longevity of the stardew valley craze speaks for itself and there's still people playing stardew valley now um and have not stopped playing stardew valley since you know 2018 or whatever it came out yeah i've had more than a handful of people recommend stardew valley to me and um even knowing my taste which uh, i I do. I have liked like Animal Crossing. I never played anything like um, what's it, Harvest Moon or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. These games that I've heard compared to Stardew Valley, but um, I yeah, I know a bunch of people that love it, and 
are are still in love with it and if it comes up in conversation they they light up and they're so excited yeah. to talk about it so i actually don't know too much outside of the the basics of stardew valley so um i, I do you have a lot of experience with the game yeah i played uh quite a bit of stardew valley i think i think it was 2018 might have been 2017 the, the winter actually was when i played it um because i remember playing it in a class um, and there was, <laughs> sorry uh, to my professor who's not going to listen to this, but I played Stardew <laughs> Valley in your class uh, and for basically a whole semester. Nice. Um, and yeah, so it's a farming game, but there's also a little like kind of dungeon crawly Zelda-ish combat as a part okay. of it too, to yeah, gain I some did, resources. I did know there was some type of combat in the game. Yeah, it's kind of a side thing and it's not like the most pristine combat experience you'll ever have, but it's there. Um. Yeah, something I think you got to know musically about Stardew Valley is that these um, seasonal tracks, like the summer tracks, the winter tracks, the the fall, spring, they don't loop uh, because a typical day in Stardew Valley is about three minutes of real time. Oh. So you go out into your world, uh, into your farm, and the seasonal track starts... And by the time the track is done, your day is about wrapping up, um, unless you unless you're prolonging it in some way. Uh, I might be misremembering the time, but but I do know the tracks do not loop. Um, so what that allowed Concerned Day Eric Barone to do was to just make these really broad sweeping tracks that develop over time. I mean, you you listen to it the the open space again a wintry trope a bit. Um, the long development, the drum beat doesn't come in until like two minutes into the song. Um, and they can get away with that because you are meant to just kind of sit in this music and let it develop as you are developing your farm, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I didn't have the context of, of all of that, but that really helps. And that's it's pretty cool that you can use the song or use a soundtrack to kind of encapsulate a period of time as well well i mean you think about animal crossing where each hour has mm -hmm. its own um i mean you wouldn't have like an hour-long track to kind of pull you through but it's kind of cool that it's like a bite-sized version of that i think that's that's pretty awesome man thanks right. for bringing that to the show because i like i said i had no experience with the game i just knew that was pretty popular yeah i think it's just important to recognize that because we're so used we're so trained as fans of this medium of video game music specifically like oh yeah around halfway it loops you know i turn on the youtube video and i know that if it's a three minute video it's about a one one thirty long song that loops twice and then it fades out right yeah it better that's yeah, that's yeah, my preference no. <laughs> yeah but uh with with stardew <laughs> it's like no 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 these are these are developing pieces um and and this one takes its sweet time i love it so much it uses marimba and sitar, which I think are maybe some people think of like as like beach and desert, but kind of that that upper register of the marimba, that nice hollow sound, uh, and then the sitar that kind of comes in throughout the whole soundtrack, but in winter too here. Um, I don't know how Eric Barone made a sitar sound wintry, but he <laughs> did, and I'm I'm here for it. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, uh, it's my turn again. And I will take us to our next track. So um, another one of my favorites here is Yuzo Koshiro. And I knew that somewhere in Etrian Odyssey, and I mean, how many, almost a dozen of these games, I think by now, maybe not that much, but 
there's got to be like a winter track, right? So in Etrian Odyssey 2, Heroes of Lagarde, um, there is a track called Frozen Ground. So you are about to hear it right now. Okay, we've got a little bit of a longer form track here we're going to come back in now. This is from Etrian Odyssey 2, Heroes of Lagarde. The track is called Frozen Grounds, and it is by the one and only Yuzo Koshiro. And, um, yeah. Etrian Odyssey is a series that I love from a soundtrack standpoint. <laughs> I... <laughs> I kind of almost picture them as albums <laughs> because um, I played a bit of the first Etrian Odyssey game and I don't know how familiar you are with it, but it's a, a very classic formatted RPG, um, dungeon yeah. crawler, you're building characters D&D style. Oh really? And it goes that, I've just, never played one, so that's, yeah, that's news so to me. You th- you're thrown into a dungeon and um, if I'm remembering right, you have to kind of almost draw your own maps as you go through. I don't know if that was streamlined as the series uh, progressed, but um, I I had a certain amount of enjoyment. I think the artwork is beautiful in all the games, and uh, the music is obviously the biggest draw for me. I mean, it's, so, it's Yuzo Koshiro, right? I mean, come yeah. on. That's... And I think that when it comes to a, a series of games, that he had like sole control over all the music and just was really able to breathe and just really go off. Yeah, um, I was I was gonna say this this track is really kind of I think Koshiro stretching his legs a little bit because um, mm. you know I think of Koshiro as the Streets of Rage guy, right? Um, yeah. So for this one to have Yuzo Koshiro's name on it and be this kind of groovy, chilly, chimey piece. Um, I was like, okay, all right, Yuzo, you got it. Yeah. Um, I something <laughs> that I thought while I was listening to this, like, it would not take too much change of instrumentation here and change of samples for this to be a beach track. Uh, like, oh, just, nice. Like, dum, <laughs> da, dum, dum, 
like just put a little bossa nova guitar over that and all of a sudden you're on a beach but just the the way that he uses those chimes and the kind of the overtones um it does give it that kind of frosty feel uh in in a way that is unique to anything else that we've listened to today i think yeah i think we're in the area of the concept album where things are starting to get a little more dramatic i guess and um uh he i think he's just so versatile i mean obviously uh, so many people love his work and i don't really need to explain that to anyone listening to a video game music podcast you need to explain it to my family because i'm sending this to them so (laughs) nice okay well he (laughs) he kills it whenever he tries a different genre whenever he is like just experimenting with things to me i think he just always nails it and as this this series progressed he um well this is okay what what i should say too is that this is the pc 88 version of the soundtrack the the track that i shared today these games were released on nintendo ds and i believe the 3ds um but he did all his original composing on the pc 88 and uh he would share them either on the soundtracks or in the games eventually i think you could switch it to listen to that version and um there are certain tracks that like they just scream beyond that that chipset and it the thing that i think is really cool is that starting in i think in etrian odyssey 4 he went and did like basically studio recordings with like full like band set for the main soundtrack because originally like etrian odyssey 1 2 and 3 have uh, arranged albums that do selections of the soundtrack but with the full band and those were amazing but then he just started doing it like yeah. for the main soundtrack you know koshiro's and... done that uh since too because with the act razor release um which is koshiro I, I am remembering that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um he had, you could also toggle between the super nintendo samples and then the reorchestrated versions that, that uh, he must really just have a, a passion for those sample sets as well as you know what you can do to update them yeah, and he yeah he has a huge passion for those old chipsets too. And if you follow him on Twitter, he's he's always posting either him composing stuff or him like playing original like format stuff on the original like um like PC eighty eight so and cool. stuff. It's it's really really fun. You but, know the one the thing that makes me feel extra wintry with this one is that the PC eighty eight samples always remind me of Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, and nice. Mannheim Steamroller <laughs> always reminds me of winter. So there we go. Further Bingo. connections, further wintry feel. Just listen to that sample again, scrub back, and just think uh, Chip Davis, and you'll hear it. I promise. Oh, man. I love that connection, too. That's great. All right. We're going to go to a standard, uh, just rocking winter track. Uh, like I said, little known game, Mega Man X. We're listening to Chill Penguin composed by Yuki Iwai.
You have been listening to Chill Penguin from Mega Man X, composed by Yuki Iwai. Uh, worth mentioning that uh, she did not do the whole soundtrack. Um, I, I did not realize this, that Mega Man X was actually a much more collaborative effort than I initially thought. Um, this is the only track that she did for Mega Man X 1, but then she oh. went on to do the vast majority, if not the whole soundtrack, for Mega Man X 2, which I think is a superior soundtrack. Um, mm. I have more of a nostalgia for MMX One, but Me too. MMX2's soundtrack, I think just musically, is superior. Uh, I have to admit it as much as I love it. Um, <laughs> so, and, and I think you can hear it. If you're familiar with the MMX One and Two soundtracks, and you listen to Chill Penguin and think to yourself, this is the same woman who did Two, I think you can be like, oh yeah, I can hear how x2 this sounds um it's a bit more conceptual it, it, it's a bit more um evocative than just kind of the hard rock and storm eagle stage you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i i do like how this track just brings you in with that like crazy arpeggio it's almost like cool to me because it's like the stuff that we've been describing that leads you to think about winter but this also leads me to think about like computer future sounds yeah. at the same time and um Mega Man X I mean yeah it's it's one of my favorite games ever and I haven't revisited it in a while but every time I do it's just like oh man I not just how the game looks and how it sounds but how the game flows and you can get the Hadouken like come on like this is like one of my favorite experiences ever. And weird, um, weird fact is that um, even though it's like a standard, like gold standard Super Nintendo game, my introduction to Mega Man X was actually the PC release. What the heck? Did you what even know there was like? a PC release for Mega Man I, X? Because I, I actually thought it was I have... a fever dream at one point. I had to like look <laughs> it up. It does exist. I have questions. Like, how did that sound? <laughs> uh, you know, I'd have to go back and listen. I My memory is that it sounded pretty much the same. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna have to dig into that because yeah. that's that's weird. There were like a handful of uh, PC release of Capcom games. I know, I think Super Street Fighter Two, and maybe maybe it was actually Super Street Fighter II Turbo was released on PC. And I remember when I would go to the uh, video game store, you would have that little section where there were PC games, and I'd see like this gigantic box with like. Mega Man on it, and I'm like, "Whoa, what is that?" And I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's a computer game. Like, I, I'm not gonna this play that." This is not that. a super tangent, but that was also my introduction to Sonic. Wow, <laughs> the, I, I never played the Genesis games as a kid. I, I only played the PC releases of Sonic. But anyway, we're we're way <laughs> off track. <laughs> um, the I, uh, you mentioned like the, the kind of the shivery arpeggios. I think I'm learning that arpeggios are winter. Um, that's what I'm getting out of this playlist is that that uh, heavy emphasis on arpeggios is a very wintry, chilly kind of tactic. Um, uh, chill, chill, pinguigo. Ch chill, pinguigo. The, yeah, <laughs> the classic. Finding that out. Yeah, and actually, Yuki, uh, the in Jap in Japanese, uh, her name the kanji is different than the word, but Yuki means snow. So that that's also oh, our really? connection right there. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, there's that and I was mentioning the open space in some of the other songs and you might think look Mega Man X doesn't have any open space in any of the songs listen to the drum and bass line it mm. is so much more subdued than any other drum and bass line in this soundtrack um, and it just leaves a lot of 
openness in the groove and it, and it translates into the melody to make it all sound a bit more open and reverby uh, on the Super Nintendo. Um, it's, it's a very slow, uh, not slow, but, you know, groovy, methodical bass line mm. that you just don't find anywhere else on this soundtrack. And it does feel cold to me. Yeah, yeah. I do. I feel like this was maybe like the the stage I was always picking first when I played. Well, that's where maybe the dash boots are. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, I yep. I wanted to get that movement in. <laughs> yep, that's it. It's you got to go chill penguin first because playing the rest of the game without the dash is like it, that's a non-starter. Well, guess what? I knew what I was doing. I didn't even remember that I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and this was also a game that I never actually owned but i rented it a lot so it kind of had like i guess this is something that kids don't experience these days and not to sound super old but yeah kids these days and their (laughs) netflixes and their game passes and i i kind of put it at a higher kind of special tier because it wasn't a game that i could just play whenever i wanted i'd have to like seek it out to play it and uh yeah I, i think i hold a special place in my heart for Mega Man X because Back of that. Back in my day, you used to have to walk to Blockbuster uphill both ways. And... Yep. <laughs> nice. Okay, right. well... Our, we're, our we're... next track here is from uh, a game by, of many names. Uh, Seiken Densetsu 3 is how I know this game, mostly. Um, but Trials of Mana, it has been rebranded in the past couple of years as the English release. Finally, this is a game that I emulated a fan translation and, and just fell in love with in like those kind of early emulation days of Z-SNES and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I definitely love this game. Hiroki Kikuda, uh, this is Another Winter from Sega Nintendo 3. are listening to Another Winter by Hiroki Kikuda and the Trials of Mana or Sagan Densetsu 3 soundtrack. Very different from the other video game music track called Another Winter, which is the stage one of the Scott Pilgrim beat-em-up <laughs> by yeah. Anamanaguchi. Slightly Great. different feel than what you get from uh, Kikuda here. Um, I'm sure that they... Uh, I- I'm pretty sure they played that on the last Ice and Snow episode. They did. Yes, they did. Yeah. When, I, when I went back and listened to uh, I saw another winter. I was like, oh, they used it. Oh, wait, no, they didn't, actually. <laughs> and actually, similar to that, I was trying to pick a Secret of Mana track because um, the eight melodies or the eight ringing bells, like that Ice Palace, mm, mm-hmm. oh, my God, so good. And, yeah, of course, the uh, Carl and Will have already played 
played it. Yeah, they the picked that one podcast. for Ice and Snow. That's the one with the with the with the the snare. The oh man. Well, okay. <laughs> Secret of Mana track with a snare drum does not narrow it down. <laughs> but uh, with this track, Another Winter, this is one of the few tracks on this soundtrack that does not have the the snare. Um, that I I like to say that the snare drum is the real protagonist of the uh, Secret of Mana games. Mm. Uh, it is everywhere, and it is distinguishable. It is distinct. It is so unique to Kikuda's sound set here. Um, and this track doesn't have it, which I think gives it the chilliness. This track stands out so much when you listen to the SD3 soundtrack front to back. Mm, mm. Uh, with its emphasis on kind of that plucked bass line that's evoked. Um, and, and again, the openness, the, the chimes, uh, it's just so different from anything else you're going to hear on the soundtrack in a, in a good way. I really love this one. Yeah, and still unmistakably Hiroki Kikuta. Like, I, I think when I think of drums from this era, one of my go-to's is the Seiken Densetsu uh, soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. that, um, it it has this like world music feel, and you get a lot of that in this track too. I actually feel like this pairs up kind of nicely with the Rimururu, the Samurai Showdown track that yes. we opened the episode Absolutely. up with, and um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it also kind of, this track kind of calls to, and I can't remember the track in Secret of Mana, but it, it kind of reminds me in rhythmically in a way to a more high energy track from Seiken Densetsu too. And I do also have a very distinct memory. I think this was probably either it was this or Final Fantasy V, mm-hmm. where like one of the first fan translations of yep. oh. like a game that I wanted to play but it like had never come out in America and I never was able to do it when I was a kid so um I didn't really play Final Fantasy 5 until they released that like PlayStation 1 like, like the collections worst translation ever <laughs> yeah and then um uh later on I really digged into it on the GBA like the GBA port yeah. of FF5 was really nice but with Trials of Mana, what we know uh, it called now, um, I still have yet to dig into. And I've heard really cool things. And I still remember looking in my old issues of like Die Hard Game Fan or Electronic Gaming Monthly and seeing like these really cool screenshots of uh, what they called like Secret of Mana, like two or, you know, whatever they, it was untitled, you know, because right. we would never get it up until now. Yeah, but now. A magical time and like it was like 2001 2002 when snes emulation was starting to really hit and people were working on these full fan translations um way above their pay grade i mean the amateur translations that were just so good and memorable yeah. and i ate this up i ate this up i ate final fantasy 5 up bahamut lagoon um oh, I, was, right. I was just a kid on the internet in 2002 and i was emulating every japanese only release i could get my hands on uh, and I just have such a strong nostalgic connection to this game specifically. I actually went and I bought uh, cartridges of both oh, like Secret, a... of Re... Sega and Setsu 3 and FF5 for the Super Famicom oh, uh, nice. just like uh, two years ago. And so they're in my collection. I've played them on console uh, near and dear to my heart, including including this music. So good. When I first started getting into like Japanese games... I was really sticking to the easier stuff like fighting games where you wouldn't really need to 
like read a manual or yeah. fig- you could figure it all out. So um, playing RPGs was pretty unapproachable for me. Um, it wasn't really until um, my friend, because I, I was I had a modded PS One, so I could play like burn copies of games. Don't call the cops on me. Duh. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my friend gave me burned copies of Parasite Eve for ps1 but it was the japanese version i didn't realize that until i popped it in and i was like oh i can't play this <laughs> but that that the same summer um my aunt bought me a little pocket dictionary that was a english to japanese japanese to english translating uh pocket dictionary and i basically just studied it like all summer because i was a kid i didn't have anything else to do and i played through all of parasite eve in japanese and i kind of understood what i needed to do in the game but it was kind of a fun experience for me and i think that laid a foundation for me where i can like pick apart i can i can navigate japanese enough you know and i've I've been able to use that over the years in different ways which is pretty fun but it's all thanks to video games i guess here we are (laughs) The, the, the wide wide world of video games yeah yeah but we haven't mentioned our track of the week and here we are at the very tip the very we've been climbing this mountain and now we're here at the tip of the the peak of the mountain and i'm ready to talk about our track of the week and this is from a game called a short hike and the track is called snow lots of snow and is composed by mark sparling enjoy listening to snow lots of snow from a short hike composed by mark sparling and yeah this is a another side of wintry music this song makes it feel like you're walking through a blizzard and you're just you're holding your hand over your head and you're just trying to make each step 
as you're, you know, trying to push forward as the wind is blasting you in the opposite direction. I love it. Unassailable piece of music. This is so good. Uh, the, the the piano melody when it gets up in that upper register. It, um, man, and, and I wasn't expecting the violins either when I first listened to this when I first tuned it in. And then the, those ah, mm, good. Yeah, uh, this yeah. song stopped me in my tracks. Like uh, this was not my pick, but I listened to it. I immediately said like, oh, this is track of the week. This is so <laughs> good. <laughs> and I love that um, Carl arranged these tracks. So we we each came with our own set of tracks, and we gave them to Carl, and he listed this in order. So. Um, he created this, like I was joking, this concept album where you're kind of having fun, you kind of feeling the winter vibes, then you kind of are going up and down in this adventure, and here we are like at the end, and you're just trying to make your way up this mountain. And A Short Hike is pretty much that. It's this wonderful little game that I, I recommend to anybody that I can. And um, you're playing as this little bird character. It kind of has this, like, I don't know, like an Animal Crossing vibe to it. But it's very not that also because it's very, it's like a story-driven little experience. It is a short game. And um, you're basically tasked with uh, exploring this island. And um, the narrative kind of drives you to climb higher and higher and when you hear this track you're you're pretty much towards the finale of the game and i don't want to get into what that means but it's a very enjoyable experience and and, and i um, think we've climbed to the peak of this episode uh, not only because yeah. that's our last one before the play out but also just the quality of that song is is amazing i love the really beautiful full piano chords on the second beat of the measure when it gets into the it's you know one and it's just this kind of just really cluster chord be I, you know if i were will uh i would be able to tell you the exact oh yeah it's a it's a g <laughs> minor sus four over nine or whatever i think, I think um, we did pretty good for not having like the musical <laughs> chops of these brothers i think we did pretty good this episode <laughs> whatever those chords are all i know is that they're gorgeous they're gorgeous chords uh man and the way this whole track builds and falls over it's a four minute uh piece uh, i don't know if it loops in there i think it might loop but i don't care i'll listen to yeah. it for two hours it's just mm. yeah and i think emotionally it it hits you in the perfect way uh for the the narrative of the game too and i think it's it's matched up really really well and um yeah, I just I thought I would bring that today, and I'm glad it ended up where it is, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it so much, and I enjoyed this episode. This was really great that uh, we Carl set us up on this date, basically. <laughs> yeah, blind, blind podcast date. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I had such a great time with you today, Jared. I'm I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Yeah, man, this is a blast. Uh, I I don't know why Carl asked me to do it. <laughs> like, I, I have no uh, like. Maybe he, he he thinks of me as being from the Midwest, so I know a thing or two about winter. Hey, um, man, I but, I think it was a perfect match today. Yeah, man, for for my first podcast experience for my first uh, time on the show, uh, I just could not be more uh, grateful to to Carl, Will. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity here to to share some of my favorite. 
ice and snow tracks. And, uh, you know, congratulations, uh, to, to Carl, um, and man, and, and super Joe. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Just insanely exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to kind of guide you through this. Cause I mean, I'm just true. some guy too. I do have a bit of experience because of heroes three and, um, I, I wouldn't have done that if not for this podcast as well. So I'm incredibly thankful. And this is just another case of VGM fans. We're already friends. We just yep. don't know that we we're friends yet. We just don't know yet. it yet. And, and Carlos, <laughs> this is the first time. I think we've, we've talked in passing before and we've talked in the Discord and, and, and gotten along there. But uh, yeah, to, to sit down with you uh, doing the audio test even the other day and, and tonight uh man just a just a, a pleasure to talk to you next time i'm in milwaukee because i get up there pretty regularly um oh, dude. I, i'm shooting you a dm and, and we're, we're having a beer for sure oh for sure man definitely i i'm more than happy to and i'm glad that this was an enjoyable experience i do remember us talking about the bit of pressure that is on us for for basically having to uh <laughs> Do a straight up Marcado Bros episode in the same format as yeah. these brothers. What, what been... shoes we're filling, right? And they gave us the keys. They gave us the oh. house keys. We did have a party, but we didn't break the vase. Yeah. And and you know, I think that's all that counts here. That we, I, I think I think this is all right. And I do think that when it comes to the concept album that we've explored here, the tip of our mountain, this this frozen tundra, has led us to. A holiday party and this holiday party has a track that we are playing out with today and this is another one of your tracks so before we get into that I, I want to ask you since this is your first podcast and you you do have an online presence to some degree is there anything that you'd like to plug or can people find you on the internet is that something that you want yeah sure <laughs> um, if you like uh, Detroit sports and old video games my Twitter feed is the place for you uh, <laughs> at Super Mario Link, uh, that is uh, Mario and Link without the O. Uh, I made the screen name when I was eight years old. Don't judge me. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Screen name origins. I know, I know. And it's one that I've thought about changing, but I'm like, it's a part of me now, which is weird, but true. Uh, so yeah, uh, Twitter is probably just a, a place to, to drop a follow um, at Super Mario Link. Uh, yeah. Come, come listen to me complain about the Detroit Lions. It's it's a blast on there. Oh, I love that. So I also am pretty active. Not as much as I used to be, but still pretty active on Twitter. And I guess I'll drop my username origin as well. So my Twitter handle is pooplos underscore Z. And that's <laughs> what also... What more needs to be said, really? Yeah, that's also a handle that I've had for a very long time. It's something I've considered changing, but... <clears throat> basically the story is that i was playing video games with my friends and they are all trying to come up with these really cool names like super bad guy or you know some, something crusher really cool 44. yeah yeah meat crusher you know something like that <laughs> and like i was like nah 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 that's no fun i'm gonna come up with the dumbest name so i basically it's just carlos but i took car out and i put in poop and that's why my handle is pooplos. <laughs> and, and I and wouldn't have the, it any other way. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter there at pooplos underscore Z. Um, I also co-host Heroes 3, like I mentioned a little while ago, with uh, Ma Matthew Tuccioroni, who's an awesome dude and a musician in his own right, and he loves video game music so much. 
and um some guy named marty brueggemann he also ah, the, is the rare third brueggemann the, the the third brueggemann and he does amazing things and he will never admit to it but i love these guys so much and i'm so happy that i get to talk to them on a regular basis and about all of these things that i love so here is three uh, asian cinema podcast and we cover a lot of different things but um we do definitely sprinkle in video game music when we can and there are a lot of common threads when it comes to Asian cinema and video game music, not just composers, but um, thematic stuff. Like I could really go into it, but if that does seem like something you'd be interested in, check us out on any podcast thingy that you can find. But yeah, here we are and uh, I'll toss it to you and we'll, we'll play out and thank you so much for listening to us today. I know this outro is a little long winded, but uh, thank you to Carl and Will and thank you to video game music in general. And I think this last one is going to bring the magic home. Uh, the journey is complete. We've reached the mountaintop, and now it's time to celebrate. We're closing out with Super Mario's Sleigh Ride, a classic OC remix uh, drop from the one-ups. Um, with it mixes a couple different Christmas carols with a couple of different songs from Super Mario World. Uh, listen for the athletic theme, for the overworld <laughs> theme, for the forest of illusion. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, and of course, sleigh ride. It is a jolly romp. I hope you all enjoy it. Couldn't think of a better play out to send you all with tonight. Have a good one. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you very much. Bye.